Welcome to the Rhett Dillingham Podcast Show. I hope you're encouraged, inspired, and helped. Now let's dive right in. This is part two of Triumph in Tragedy featuring John Lucas. I hope you guys enjoy. Man, that's good. Take take ownership. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And and the other thing, I just want to throw this out here because I want to encourage somebody that maybe maybe they feel like they are stuck in, in a certain situation. I want to give a personal example here. Uh, in my circumstance, uh, grew up with a lot of insecurity and a lot of different things. Uh, you know, and I, I have a few, maybe a situation that I could lead it back to. And, and I've, I've kind of let God kind of in on that uh, little area of my life and really trying to develop me and change that perspective that was brought on me. Um, it was actually, I'll just go ahead and mention, it was actually um, when I was in school, I was, it was when I was in grade school, and uh, there was a little situation in the classroom, a teacher kind of belittled me and made me kind of feel stupid and embarrassed in front mm-hmm. of the class. Well, she was just teaching, and she was trying, you know, she's got to deal with 30 kids, so she's her mind's <laughs> probably all over the place. Right, right. She didn't even, it didn't even probably comprehend to her that she had offended me, mm-hmm. uh, especially because I was in grade school, and I was probably too young to speak up anyways uh, so <laughs> anyways <laughs> right. um but i held on to this uh the, and it probably just there was a couple scenarios past that that just continued to happen and i grasped onto this identity thing of saying well you know if someone belittles me or something i'm i'm gonna pr- basically uh, create this thing of like a protective mechanism because I don't want to be embarrassed. Right, okay? right, right. I don't want to be vulnerable because yeah. I've already been there and it hurt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no and, doubt. And, and so over the, you know, over the years as I've grown up and matured, um, I've had to deal with this thing of like getting in scenarios where I feel insecure or feel embarrassed or whatever. And, and, and it can even bleed into ministry too. You got to be careful. Oh, no doubt. Um, but you, you just have to, you have to get to this point in life where you take these scenarios and if you're stuck, like if you're stuck in a, whether it's anger or fearfulness or depression, I mean, it could be a number of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could like like you mentioned, it could have been brought on by a family member. It could have been brought on, in my case, a teacher, sure. uh, maybe friends, yep. you know, and, and, and so I really just want to hone in here and just talk about the fact is like this stuff is normal. Because yeah, yeah. this is how humans, like, this is the way we're wired without God's spirit. Unfortunately, mm. you know, because of back in the day, Adam and Eve, you know, doesn't mess us all up. But um, it's just one of those things. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, sin has entered the world and created these things where psychological problems and, and these mindsets, will, especially in 2020, mm. because, I mean, let's talk about the lack of interaction in today's day and age, which I, I hate. Mm. Uh, I love that we're sitting down and having this conversation here because uh, this, this is some great content here. But, you know, I think it's just so important to talk about if you're stuck, nothing's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. You're human. Mm-hmm. And the devil is really just trying to get at you and mess you up, really, is all he's trying to do. And God has deliverance for you. And, and it may not be, like I said, an overnight fix. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not going to be like, here, take this pill and everything's going to be fine. It's a development process yep. of all these areas to say, man, you know, this is an area that I'm not very good in. 
mm-hmm. and I have to address it because in ministry and different things, I'm going to end up probably exactly God's going to use bro. that to help me help other people. That's exactly it. He takes, he always takes, <laughs> he, it's like, so you go start maybe with the problem, you experience the problem and then he takes you through the process. So that way the problem can be something used to produce. Yeah. It's yeah. always that way. And that's what's so powerful. Like God has this redemptive power and that's what it is. It's redemption. Yeah. He takes the thing that was meant to, to destroy you. And then he, he uses that in the process to construct you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. bro, no doubt. And so, so here's what I'll say, right. Um, uh, to the story, I'm talking to God, I'm all, all hurt, whatever by this person. I'm trying not to be. And, um, and God said, well, here, here's kind of what's going on with this individual is they are, they, they want me to fix their circumstances, but they're not praying for me to change them. They're praying for me to change everything without, and they're not praying for me to change anything within. So I think when you're approaching your time outside of church or, or maybe for those that don't, you know, go to church, whatever, maybe you're approaching life outside of just your, your celebratory weekend or whatever it might be that what happens is, is that our, our whole mindset seems to be, ah, here's all this exterior stuff. We need it to be changed. We need it to be changed. And God's like, ah, but let's not forget how the world got here. Yeah. Adam and Eve. Right. Like, was there the serpent? Was there an exterior problem? Yeah. Oh yeah. But then you let the exterior problem, like you basically received what it had to say, yeah. and then you use the power within you yeah. to then change the condition of the world. Well, and we have to remember that the devil is here to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we quote that, and we're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah yes, he's bad. bad. <laughs> he's, a, he's a bad boy, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, but it's one of those things that like, no, he, he is legit out to destroy anything and find a weakness in everybody to mess you up on the daily and to mess your yeah. walk up with God. Yeah. Uh, and he's, he's not stupid. Right. Right. He's going to get in you and get into your mind and get in, in into areas that maybe you're not as strong in. And this is why I love that we're talking about this because I think it is so important to address these and to have those moments with God, to take him to those areas in your life that mm. say, God, you know, I'm not very strong in this area, but and I'm, I need some help right now. You know, and, yeah. and, and not just not just asking for help, but learning how to take him to that area and trust him with that. Because mm. this is another part of this thing is I think a lot of times we get in there, people start the process maybe, mm-hmm. and they start developing and they start getting into God, touching them and and, and changing their heart. And then all of a sudden, these exterior things start putting pressure on them, whether mm. it's people, job, bills, this, that, whatever. And then, you know, it, it's it's like the whole concept, again, of the Israelites going back to the Egyptian ways. Mm. Because, like, I don't know anything else to do. It's like, this was my whole life back here. God's delivered me from that. But now I'm in a, in a state where I, God's not working. He's not answering. Mm. He's not doing these things. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I love that story that you mentioned because, you know, it, it, it people can really get stuck in, in those areas. But I, I, I just think it's so, so, so important to really allow God into these areas. And, you know, I, I don't I don't want to just say let God into these areas. I mean, like legit. I've heard stories of people. Um, uh, people that I have talked to uh, in ministry that talk to people and work with people 
And then they end up going through this and letting God in an area. And they're like a completely different person mm. because they were bogged down and they were, whether it was depression or fear or they were embarrassed or scared or something, you know, whatever, whatever the devil had used to kind of get in there, mm-hmm. uh, maybe an action they did or, or, or just a mindset or something. Uh, it can really oppress you. Oh, yeah. You know, it, oh, can, yeah. it can really push you down and and, and do those types of things. So I, I think it's just important to I'm going to just be blunt and say to have those crying moments with God and mm-hmm. to dig it out mm-hmm. and to pray without ceasing, as the Bible says, you know, because we like the, I just I know I keep mentioning this over and over, but this is the reason I started this podcast, because I want people to get I don't want them to just say, oh, just let God in your heart, because. When people hear that, at least when I hear that, I don't know mm-hmm. about you. When mm-hmm. I hear that, I'm like, okay, thumbs up. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> let God in my heart. Yeah. No, like God needs to get inside of you and mm-hmm. shake you and change who you are, yeah. you know, and to be to be more like him. Because that's the goal here at the end of the day. Yeah. We're all trying to yeah. be more like Christ because he's, you know, he, he is here to help, to guide us. The complete opposite of what the devil's trying to do. Bro, bro. Oh, man. There's <laughs> there's so much, so much good in that. Um and I think that's exactly it. I think when you hear something like, oh, just let God in your heart, we don't even know what that means. Yeah. Like what we know, and this is this is part of the, this is why you got to get alone with God. And this is why the development yeah. piece is so important because I'm getting alone, you know, with God in personal devotion, but also on the ride to work, way home. Like if I get, if I go to the bathroom, <laughs> I'm talking to God, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? And so like, I don't care what it is, but, but the reason I think it's so important is because, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a way to say this. I don't want to offend anybody. Um, <laughs> we like it raw here, so bring it. <laughs> Dope. Um, I, I say we like it. We like it raw, and we like it all. That's what I say. Oh, so okay. I bring Let's it. go sushi with it, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so basically, this is there's. Oh man, God said there's a safety in the multitude of counselors. Yeah. Right. But. So because of that, I have counselors in my life. Like I have like your dad, my pastor, uh, uh, the Bishop Caven, yes. you know, um, I, I've surrounded myself by, uh, some others, you know, um, Jason Trumbull, uh, Jeremy Crowder, like just, just, just some people like that. I, I know are going to hold me accountable in different areas and whatever that I can get some counsel from. But the thing is, is that what I've seen and experienced is I try to get a lot of safety from the structure of church. And this is why the development piece is so important because I'm not coming to church and relying on the structure and everybody else is, is worshiping. And I'm just, I'm, I'm living high off of their worship and their praise. And, oh man, the pastor preached a phenomenon. I'm, hey, I'm thankful he's in the word, right? <laughs> you know, but the development piece is important because I have to do that personally yeah. where I am outside of the safety of structure. I have the safety of my, of the multitude of counselors. But I'm outside of the safety of the structure of just a Sunday morning service. Now I'm in like everyday life where I'm like, all right, Jesus, nobody is going to be here doing this for me. Like I, I need you. I need you to develop me and, and start to change this. And, and this is what got me about a point you said, too, if I go back to it, is when you talked about people that have been bogged down by depression, anxiety, you know, anger, whatever it is. But you've seen people that had been delivered on how different they were. Yeah. The thing that gets me is most of the time personal experience, what I've observed, it was not because the circumstances changed that they changed. Like it was that, no, God changed you. Yeah. 
now you take ownership responsibility yeah. over circumstances that are within human domain and within yeah. human power. It's almost like a perspective change if we want to just make it blunt because yeah, yeah. a lot of times if people are dealing with fear of witnessing or talking about their testimony or talking about God, talking about church, a lot of times I see that in, in young people, you know, they're fearful to, to they don't want to offend anybody they don't want to look weird to anybody they don't <laughs> but as you develop and as you grow you can't just keep this like inside of you yeah like if god is really getting inside of you you have to you get to that point where you just want to tell everything and everybody yeah and i just i just know um that that's why i want people to hear this kind of stuff because i i, I want them to be excited about mm-hmm. god and, and and the things that he's doing because it doesn't always have to be like you know, I'm just going to be blunt here for a second. Sometimes I think in the Apostolic Pentecostal Church, people look at it and they're like, it's just a lot of rules. It's a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of, but mm-hmm. that's not it. God literally wants to change and develop your heart. This is this is why I'm not, I'm not going to be like crazy critical. But I think as as the church, we need to be better at really, really being Christian and being like God and understanding where, pe- where people are and, and, and letting them develop in a way to where it is safe, a safe environment. Mm. You talked about a safe environment. Because I think, I just, I like I like to talk about the raw things here. I, I think that sometimes, not everywhere and not everybody, but people get these concepts and these silly things and these ideologies that it's not a safe environment. And that's what we got to work on as, mm. as people, and especially as disciple makers, you know, that is so important. You don't want to have a <laughs> environment where people can't, breakthrough mm-hmm. you don't want to have an environment where people don't feel safe to talk about things or t- that they're dealing with or whatever so man that bro that that yeah, is some amazing that. conversation right there um i'm just you know i i, I really I, I know someone's gonna be helped by this because i know there's people out there that sit there and, and they just you know they struggle with this on the daily you know they struggle mm-hmm. with these with these types of things um and and learning to de- have god develop you and really learning to trust him and i'm in i'm in that boat okay i think i think we all are it's a (laughs) continual growing it's not you know you see some of these big preachers and and they're still growing on the daily Mm -hmm. uh maybe they're farther along the trail than you are probably because they're older but uh you know (laughs) but like you know it's one of those things that it just is so important to say um and and one last thing i kind of want to talk about on the on this topic um i I think it is it is very uh, it's a dangerous spot when people start getting into the environment of trying to fake it. Mm. I want to talk about this for a second it's because good, yeah. I think I, I'm I've been there. I don't know if you've been oh, there. Oh yeah, no doubt. I think yeah. most people have been there. But getting to that point where you well, I know this is this is what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And this is what everyone's expecting of me to do because I'm around the church, I'm around the culture, I'm around, and it's like God never called us to be like that. Okay, <laughs> right, right. That's that's a that's that's that is a concept that is probably uh, conjured up by the devil. If we're going to be honest, because he just you know he's like, well, if it's not working, <laughs> yeah, at least you can hang out and like at least look right, right, <laughs> at least to everybody else, right, right, right. That's not that's not what God wants. God wants that vulnerable part of your of your soul and that part that you are afraid to bring out to everybody. And I, as a personal experience for me, I mean, I, I have just been blown away at the confidence that God has just thrown into my life. Mm, and, bro, and, and, and so yeah. just like, you know, whether that's like cause I'm, I'm not I'm not going to lie and sit here and say I don't have down days because I do. Sure. <laughs> OK, I think we all do. But 
it is so so important to really get a hold of God. Um, and that that was my personal experience in Florida. When I was in Florida, I was ready to give up on God because of the circumstances and situations that were in front of me. Mm. Because it to me it just didn't look like it was worthwhile. It just didn't seem worthwhile. And God knocked me on my face in Florida and just basically here here is the crux of my salvation, really, if I'm gonna be straight with you. It it basically when I was down there, I felt like God told me that He's got everything that I'm worrying about. He's got everything. He's like, give that to me. Mm. He's like, I want to take that for you because mm. you clearly it's not working for you for like, you know, <laughs> like holding on right, to right. it right there. Yeah. But that was the thing is he told, he, he spoke to me and, and I don't have God. Like I, I don't personally uh, feel like God speaks to me all the time in, in an audible voice or anything, but it was just like he told me and he just like basically just told me that he's got everything under control. And if I trust him, he's mm. going to keep me. And he's going to keep me Praise safe God. and all that type of stuff. Thank so I, if you want to talk about maybe that aspect of like maybe even a personal testimony in, in that, that situation. Yeah, bro. Um, <laughs> man. So there, there were some, some moments in my life um, where I think God just kind of needed to become a little bit more real to me. Yeah. Um, And like I said, I mean, like, since I was a little kid, I always seen stuff in the spirit. Like that was my first memory was stuff like that. Um, so I, I always felt like I kind of knew him Yeah. and felt like, like I just, I don't know. Like it was just like, there was something always kind of there with him. Yeah. Um, even well, before. No, I don't want to interrupt you. Also. Go ahead. On that note, one of the things I can never get away from, and I think most people, if, if you're being real and you're being raw and you're being honest, God is like always there. Yeah. And, yeah. That was one of the concepts, even when I maybe wasn't living quite right, I could never get away from God. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to, I want to tag that in because you said that because no that, I think a lot of people, they can say, they can say, oh, you know, I'm going to, I'm, I'm not going to go to church. I'm not going to serve God anymore. Right. God is always poking at you. He's he always is. trying to get to you, <laughs> to change you and, and, and to turn to him. So, yeah. And, and this is, this is what, what took the relationship to a so, so much of a deeper place. And, and this ties in a couple of different points. It's tied, it, it, you know, in part, this will tie in some of the kind of fake it. So you make it kind of approach, you yeah. know, um, or fake it. Cause you don't think you'll make it, <laughs> you <Well>. know, whatever, <laughs> whatever it is, um, is, um, uh, I'll say it like this and God, God bless, you know, anybody, if it seems offensive, I'm not trying to be offensive, <laughs> I promise, but I'll say it like this. As if you are trying to fake it till you make it, it's a, it's an intimacy issue with God. Yeah, it's just like like like, and I'm saying that because I've had to say that to myself. Like, oh, okay, I like intimacy with God in this area. I may have had an amazing time in His presence. I may have had a great prayer meeting, yeah. but like in this area though, where I have to trust and be vulnerable and open, and I'm just trying to like put the smile on, grin and bear it. It's like, oh, I lack intimacy with God right here. Yeah. So I need to kind of, you know, open that up. So what God kind of did with me to kind of, I guess, um, mature me spiritually a little bit more than what I was is is this amazing uh, piece of scripture where God draws Moses into the thick darkness. Yeah. And and he talks to Moses there. And I read that and I was like, God, um, you created light, though. Yeah. yeah. Why, why would you draw him in the thick? Like, look, if I saw thick darkness, I'd be like, in Jesus name, <laughs> right? get out of here. You know what I'm saying? But 
God drew him there and that's where his voice was. So I was like, God, I just need some understanding. And what I felt like he kind of just dropped in my spirit a little bit was going back to Genesis. <laughs> it was in the darkness. Like it w- that was the platform for his creation. Yeah. He didn't have to contend with human will at that time. He just had the freedom to create and to speak and to do. Yeah. Right. But he drew Moses into a thick darkness where he could not rely on his own will and his own flesh and ability to give him any direction. Yeah. He just, so God was like, no, I got to give you some stuff. So I'm going to bring you into a place where you're like, I don't even know where I'm at. So that yep. way I have the freedom to create and to speak. I don't have to contend with your human will here. Man. So, That's so good. In my own life, he had to bring me into those hard places where I was like, I'm hopeless. And he's yeah. like, no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> you're hopeless in you, yeah. but you can be hopeful in me. Yeah. I, it reminded me of Daniel in the lion's den. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, or, yeah. And, 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 you know, sitting there and, and, and like literally he's sitting with lions. Right. Okay. Like, I mean, these things are beasts. I don't know if anybody yeah. knows. Uh, they are huge animals. <laughs> the true definition okay. of beasts. You ever heard a lion roar? I might add that in this podcast. Who do knows? it. Do it. Do it from Boom, Madagascar. Right there. <laughs> so <laughs> for effect, right? But like, you know, that's uncontrollable. He's literally thrown into a den of lions that could rip his face off. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and you sit there and, and God ended up shutting the mouths of lions. And that's something only God can do. Um, and, yeah. and, and we sit there and we, we, we sit there and we, we see all this. And, and, and sometimes it's like, I, I can't even, I can't even imagine being thrown into a den of lions. Cause I, I would, man, you know, I don't even know what would happen. So, right. Right. Um, but <laughs> it, it's just so important. And, and there's so many examples, you know, the three Hebrew boys being thrown into the furnace. Oh, uh, they didn't throw four yeah. in there, but the fourth one showed up. Right. Right. You know? Um, and I think it's just so important to understand that. Look, and, and, and the concept you talked about intimacy, I think I want to speak to the guys for a second. I think guys sometimes can look at it as, and and, and this, I, I dealt with this a little bit too, but sometimes I think that intimacy and those things can kind of seem weak or in, in, sure. the, in the flesh, it can seem kind of like, man, I, I just don't know if I want to open up like that. I don't know yeah. if that's my personality. Yeah. But it's one of those things where, God, if you if you learn to trust God, He'll throw you in those those situations in the lion's den, mm-hmm. and into the furnace, and into these places where you have no human control. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then God intervenes, and it can only be God, you know. And, and, and learning to to trust Him in that type of level because it's not weak to to stand up for God, and it's not weak to sit there and and, and to be intimate with God and to and to help Him change your heart. Because what's going to end up happening, and and this is why I think this developing process is so important because God develops people to help other people. Again, back to Bishop Cave's message the other night, man, it was, it was so good. He did an illustration where he had um, these people, they were holding these ropes and he had uh, uh, basically someone stand way off on, on this side of the, the sanctuary and then another person stand off here. And one was representation of God mm-hmm, and the person mm-hmm. was a lost soul. And basically what ended up happening was he, he, he grew, drew people in from the crowd uh, that had these ropes. And, and what he was saying was God wants this, this person so bad, but he's so far away. Um, but mm. what ended up happening was all these people end up lining up testimony after testimony, yeah, 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 holding the rope as far as they could to reach the person way down there. Um, and I, I just love that concept because God is reaching for everybody, and it doesn't matter how far away, how far of a dark place you're in, or whatever. Mm-hmm. God is reaching for you, and um, so I mean, this this concept right, that right there is, is just gold content, and and I love that because 
Um, God will show himself way stronger than you ever thought he would mm-hmm. when you fully, fully learn to put your trust in him. And like I said, you know, we're probably not going to be thrown into the, a den of lions uh, or right. a furnace. You know, right. who knows I didn't down go the road. To the zoo for like a month after I read that. Message. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so but it's just one of those things that even when it comes to life situations, whether it's it's a bad medical report bad uh, a report on the bills or a lost job or trying to just talk about things that are that would affect us in today's day and age or, or you know just just terrible things that could happen um we have to go as every time i love this conversation because it comes back to the fact that we have to trust god with every situation that comes in front of us and we can say god i don't know what you're trying to do because it doesn't look too good right now right, <laughs> like right. right in front of me it doesn't look very good but if we learn to trust him fully Fully, 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 full. I just want to make that important. Like mm-hmm. fully. Don't just be like thumbs up. I trust God. <laughs> no, right, like right. I mean, like deep down, believe, you know, like Chick-fil-A is Bro. over there across the street. Praise I believe God. that it's over there. Yeah. And when I go there, I'm going to believe that God's going to bless me with some ma- amazing food. <laughs> so hey, we have to have that no. concept of saying, I know that it's over there. Yeah. I know God's working and he's going to do things in my life and I can trust that. So, Bro, um, I would say this to that, too. And this is just a small statement. The thing that occurred to me when you were saying that is that when you get to a place in your life, whether it was an experience or a moment, or maybe it's just been a season, when you get to a place in your life where you feel like God is not trustworthy, like when you get to that place, all it is a revealer of is not that he isn't trustworthy. It's that you don't trust him enough yet. Yeah. It's like, don't, don't point the fingers at him and blame him. Yeah. It's like, if you feel like, Oh God, I prayed about this. I trusted you with it. And he's like, yeah, but I'm going to do exceedingly abundantly above all you ask or think. Yeah. There's stuff that you didn't ask or think that I'm doing right now. So yeah. it's not that I'm not trustworthy. It's just that you're not willing to give me your trust to this degree yet. Yeah. And one last point here to this. I, I, I talked to someone in the last week or so, and I think we talked about this too. But I, I think sometimes even when we pray and maybe God doesn't answer or something, sometimes it requires some action. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. It requires action for us to be mobilized into whatever God's doing, you know? Yeah. Um, that that is an important concept because uh you know, God you could be in a situation where you don't <laughs> feel, hear, or see any God right, right, like right. at all. Like God, where yet, you, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and then he puts you in a situation with somebody and you have to be vulnerable and maybe tell your testimony or or, or tell about God, and then all of a sudden, like it doesn't feel like God's there. And then boom, you know, now mm-hmm. someone's affected because you were able to minister to them. So I, you know, that's important as well. So bro, no, no, um, that's awesome. last, last thing here. And, and, and we're kind of wrapping up this, uh, but if you were to just kind of, I know I don't want to bring COVID into this mm-hmm. <laughs> because I think people are sick of hearing about COVID. Yeah. It brought itself um, into everything. Yeah, it really yeah. did. It ruined kinda. this whole year. If <laughs> we're going to be honest. Yeah. Um, but you know, looking looking to the future, um, for the for this last topic here, mm-hmm. what what would you what would you say to people? You know, maybe if they're still kind of just, you know, is it COVID maybe especially I know there's people down south that have have lost property and and a lot, yeah. there's been some churches that have been affected in, in some of these areas and not just even that, but what if someone has lost a family member mm-hmm. or, or something? What would you what would you tell them to encourage them for, for looking to the future? Well, so this is going to kind of just be a hard truth, but it's something that I think we all need to accept. Personally, I've had to. Um, First off, you know, it's hard. Like, it is hard. 
that's a very topsy-turvy topic. It's become controversial um, as well as conspiracy as well. Um, and I, as much conspiracy as there is, is probably evidence of there being some information we don't know about. And we get information changing all the time. And it's hard because it's like, man, it seems like it's not that bad. Like now the, the fatality rate is half of what the flu is a year. Yeah. But then it's like, but this person I really love um, is gone because of it. Yeah. So there, and it's new. Like we, we got used to the flu. We got used to having 20, 30,000 deaths a year from that. And nobody really bats an eye at that. Yeah. But when it's something new on the scene that we don't even understand its behavior yet, if it will mutate to what degree and all that, then we start kind of freaking out, you know? So I would say first to sympathize, it's hard. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the hard truth that is, is a delivering piece though, is there's a scripture in first Peter three, seven, if I remember correctly, um, and essentially it's talking about marriage, but it says, uh, with your husband, uh, you know, husband, wife to be joint heirs together in the grace of life. Well, it was, I thought it was weird. He didn't say the grace of God, you know, I'm like, yeah, why does it yeah. say the grace of life? Like, what is that right, supposed right. to mean? And, uh, but looking into it, kind of praying through it, researching, um, come to find out that that word grace means the capacity and the ability given by the grace of God. That's mm -hmm. what the word grace means there. The word life means the life obtained that is evidence of the grace of God. Yeah. And so the only reason I even started looking in that scripture or anything is because I asked God one day about certain difficulties that me and my wife had been through and just hardships in life and all this. And when he took me to that scripture, he said, oh, no, this is the gift of my grace to you because I'm increasing your capacity and your ability. That's what that word grace means there is your capacity and your ability. He's like, I'm just I'm increasing you. Yeah. Like now you're you're going to be able to grow. You're going to there's an opportunity to have more power. Right, right. There's an opportunity to have more authority. There's yeah. opportunity to, to get a change of perspective and go and share a testimony in which I redeem this whole situation. Yeah. So my encouragement is, is that if you have lost a love or maybe you've lost property, whatever it is, like God said to me, he said, look, this stuff you're going through, your emotions are valid, but they aren't the vital thing to your victory. Yeah. yeah. So you have to process through them and then just let this stuff go. And you have to uh, not embrace all of this emotionally. You have to learn to process through and let go emotionally and then learn to embrace those very same things spiritually. Yeah. And if you do that, you approach it with a God mindset and you can see the redemption in the tragedy. Yeah, 100%. And the thing jumped out to me, what you just said there is, you know, like this this life, we got to, and everybody knows this, and, and as life goes on, life life is a vapor. The mm -hmm. Bible talks about it. I think one of the disciples talked about it. But, you know, it's one of those things that we just have to remember that, like, we're not looking to earthly things, whether that's president, whether that's a vaccine coming out, whether that's like, you know, whatever. We have to trust God to say, mm -hmm. look, you know, like I, it doesn't look very good down on here, you know, on the, on the earth and everything, everything going on. It looks terrible, actually. Uh, and, and but I think it's just so important to, to look to the heavens and look up to God and, and see the things that he has in the future because we're going to continually deal with these things. Because sin has entered the world, unfortunately, we got to deal with the with death, with tragedy. Mm -hmm. we got to deal with, with loss and, and, and what that could be, you know, all kinds of things. Um, and we just got to remember that, I just go back to Romans 8, 28. Mm -hmm. We have to believe Come this. Is, you know, yeah. all things work together. Uh, for the good and, and we, we for sure have to just hold on to that concept um, 
And so, um, John, dude, I am so thankful you were able to come on this podcast, man. Thanks I mean, I know for a fact I'm, I'm going to go back and listen to this, and I'm going to be affected and, and be changed by this because, um, you know, there was there were some good concepts, you know, in this in this podcast, and, and really. Uh, kind of got the crux of what we were talking about to, to give some practical advice to people that are dealing with things. Um, so again, dude, thank you so much for coming on here. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad uh, I was able to have you on, and um, hope, hopefully to have you, uh, you know, in the future again. That'd be, that'd be awesome. Oh, so man, I love it for sure. Awesome. All right, thanks again. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast today. Please share this podcast. Um, tell your friends about it. Tell everybody. These are the kind of concepts that I want to talk about. I have some great content coming up soon. Uh, one with a police officer. One with uh, my youth pastor. Uh, and a few other people. Probably going to get my dad back on here. So I hope you guys enjoy this. Uh, please share it. Please share, share, share. Uh, and again, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thanks again. Thank you for tuning in to the Red Dillingham Podcast Show, where we hope that you are always encouraged, inspired, and helped. Please, please, please share that, like this podcast, and be sure to be ready and watching out for that next episode.